What's up, everybody? I'm Brandon London. Along with me is two-time Super Bowl champ Lawrence Tynes and longtime Giants beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. What's going on, gang? It's Giants Commanders on Sunday, so we're back for your Week 11 Blue Rush preview show. It's our Giants show and podcast for the New York Post and SNY. Fellas, there's nothing really sexy about this game except that it's NFC East rivals. The Washington Commanders are 4-6. and six. They're trying to stay in the playoff hunt. The Giants are 2-8, and eight, and it all goes down at FedEx Field. Uh, the Giants took Game 1 on Week 7, but a lot's changed since then. Just like the mustache. Tynes, what's going on with the mustache, Mustache is gone, guys. I, 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 I'm sorry to report that it was not well-received in my home. Um... I was told multiple times to change it or, you know, get out. So I chose the, the uh, what's that called, the ladder? I don't know, even know if I'm saying that properly, but I chose to cut it off and get back to my roots and um, bring back some New York love for all those fans that watch our show. Um, this is Happier Memories, Super Bowl 42 picture jersey, not the authentic one. Um, but this is a team the Giants have traditionally beat. Uh Daniel Jones is not playing against them, so we'll see what the young Tommy DeVito does as he heads down to D.C. to play these commanders. Lawrence, um, um, did you say that the mustache was not well received in the household or not really noticed in the household? I, I, you, you kind of Well, it was a combination out. of both. It was a combination <laughs> yeah. of both. My, my sons would get, like, real close to my face and say, <laughs> what is that? Uh, so... I had to <laughs> cut it off, but um, anyway, it's great no, to see you guys. No shave November. You uh, you couldn't it's make over. it through. It's over. It's over. Yeah, you couldn't make no. it. The Brandon's, Brandon is still playing the game, it looks like. But again, down in the comments, go easy on us. Don't tell us we're idiots for talking about mustaches for four minutes. Just be nice to us. We're just having a little laugh here. Hey, again, have a not, little sense of humor. Exactly. We got to we, we got to. Uh, Kind of have a little fun before we start talking about this game. Obviously, two Giants sitting at 2-8. and eight. A lot of storylines going into this game, so that's cool. At least there's, we got a lot to talk about. Paul, I want to start with you, my man. You were in the building. You, uh, you're a longtime beat writer. The vibes for this game, much to write about? Um, well, there's always stuff to write about. It's not always what you want to write about. Um, Look, I mean, it's not good that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau with Dory Jackson and Jalen Hyde are in concussion protocol. You know, I mean, Dory for the um, second week. Uh, um, you know, I can't tell with those guys about, I mean, they were um, on the field jogging, so they're not like in a dark room somewhere, so that's a good sign. Mm. Um, usually with the Giants, when a guy has um, a, a, in a concussion protocol, he is not cleared that week. Okay, it's just too quick. Now, every concussion's different, but... Uh, you know, usually they don't get to be cleared that week. So that's, you know, disturbing. Now, Kayvon was kind of interesting in the locker room. Uh, one reporter who I won't name, but uh, it's not calling him out, just went over to casually say hello to Kayvon. And Kayvon started, I was interviewing Deontay Banks. We'll get into that a little bit because I thought it was really interesting. His locker is not far from Kayvon's and Kayvon was yelling, help, help. I'm being interviewed. I'm being talked to. I'm not supposed to. I'm in the concussion protocol. I mean, he was kidding around, but if he was, you know, well enough to be yelling and, and pretending to be mad and, and making a ruckus, maybe his head is not so bad and maybe he'll be able to be cleared. I think Thursday and Friday will be key. But, you know, as you remember, Kayvon had a big game against the Commanders last time. And, um, you know, look, uh, the Commanders and and the, the, the Patriots the next two weeks, they are 
winnable games, I would think. You know, the Cowboy game was not a winnable game, and we saw what happened. So, um, you know, but I'm not sure what's winnable with this offense. And, you know, no offense to Tommy DeVito, but, um, you know, until he wins a game, you know, I'm not sure if he can win a game. Did you feel like there was any sort of hangover looming from that Cowboys game that could go into this Commander's Week? Um, I didn't because I think this team has taken a lot of shots, and um, I think they're real. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't. I mean, I think Dable has a handle on this team. I really do. I think there's enough young guys on the team and enough new guys on the team. So this, you know, um, you know, like what Dexter Lawrence is feeling and what um, Andrew Thomas is feeling. I mean, those guys look like they're, you know, they've been bludgeoned a little bit. But, you know, a guy like Deontay Banks, a rookie, you know, Bobby O'Karake is new on the scene. You know, some of these guys are just going through it. And I'm not saying they're not trying, but, you know, they, they have not been injected with this Giants beatdown yet. They're just trying to get through the season here. Uh, Paul, we haven't been able to talk to you since after the game. Uh, we want to get your take on something that's been trending throughout the week. And times jump in uh, when, you, when you want to. The whole Dexter Lawrence situation, not talking to reporters, and then comes out saying he was there with the family. You were there. You, we, I even heard you. I heard your voice uh, on, on the Zoom call when you were talking to him uh, with a follow-up question. Kind of give your thoughts on it all, man, because you're a guy that players will talk to, players do respect. So, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that entire situation. Well, I thought it could have been handled a, a, a better after the game. Um, you know, I'm not taking attendance after the game. You know, it, it, it's I'm on deadline. I got to, you know, as long as I can hit the basics, get a couple of good defensive players to talk about that, you know, devastation, get an offensive guy, get the quarterback, get Saquon, you know, things like that. Um, um, and and so, you know, the Dexter didn't talk. I didn't notice him in the locker. You know, um, I went up to Xavier McKinney and McKinney said, I'm not talking. OK, well, you know, McKinney, that that's his that's his deal now. Uh, Dexter is a guy you want to talk to. But I did talk to Bobby O'Karake, who, you know, with Dexter is a leader. So I got a good defensive perspective from him. Um, you know, I understand it's his birthday. His family is there. I think it is a player's obligation to be in the locker room and talk. Um, now, if PR can be there and Dexter can say, can go to PR and say, look, I'll talk, but I got family out there. I don't have long. You know what I mean? You know, stay with me, protect me, you know, say, I just going to talk for answer a couple of questions and then I'm out. I think that is the way to do it because um, it looks like Dexter wasn't in the locker room to speak after they just gave up 640 yards. Is it a big deal? No. Do I think Dexter is a bad guy? No. Do I think he deserves to be able to go talk to his family on his birthday? Yes. You know, I know it's quick. Lawrence knows this. You don't have hours after the game. You shower, you get ready. There's family there. You talk. Maybe you got 10 minutes with them and then you're loading up the buses. I get it. But I think, still think you can do it quickly. And even Dexter can go up and say, look, guys, anyone who's here, I only got a couple of minutes. I'll ask a couple of questions and then I'm out. I think that's the way to do it. I don't think it's a big deal either way, but I think that's when you do it because it doesn't look good for a team captain not to talk after you get your your butts kicked. Times. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a it's a combination of things. I mean, I understand where, where Dexter was, right? His family's in town, it's his birthday. You only have about 10 or 15 minutes with your family once that last person comes out of the locker room. Yeah. So listen, I'm always gonna have a player's back here, especially Dexter's. I get it. There's obviously some frustration involved with this decision too. Um, he has stood up there and taken all the bullets for this team for since he's been here. Um, and he's done it with class and I'm a big Dexter Lawrence fan, just like many of you are. So uh, I think if he had to do it over again, he would have handled it differently. But 
Um, he said he would. I love the he said he would. I, I know. No, okay. Said, well, listen. That's still him being frustrated mm-hmm. by the way you guys, the way some people attacked him. And um, uh, I'm not going to pile on here on Dexter Lawrence. I mean, he's a player. He's a leader. He's done a lot of great things for this team, and obviously in the locker room, he he's spoken up most of the time. So, um, but he knows he has a he has an obligation to the media. I truly understand that. Having played and had a locker, as you know, Paul, right next to Eli Manning for six years, we were locker neighbors. I saw him handle some of the wildest things ever that sometimes didn't have anything to do with football, but he stood there and answered them. And so, yes, still, Dexter's young. You know, this could be a learning moment. He probably may never do it again, but um, I got his back here. I I get it. Uh, Frustrations have hit a boiling point with everyone on this team. I guess and I'm not piling on either. It's just not. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. You yeah. know, it's okay. something we can all move forward. It's just not that big of a deal. It really isn't. It really isn't. All right. Another thing that kind of got blown up throughout social media throughout the week is Xavier McKinney's comments about Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale kind of, I guess, retaliated. Times a lot of people were up in the comments uh, because they weren't feeling your comments about the situation. Kind of go ahead, clarify for the people. That's what makes this, That's what makes X or Twitter. <laughs> Outstanding and fun. Um, not everyone's going to have the same opinion. That is just fine. Yeah. Um, there's something there. The more you think about it, a coach publicly calling out a player, which he did. I don't care what anyone says to me. You don't ever say things you said like he said. You can just say me and Xavier talked, and that's it. That's what Dave says. In-house is in-house. And I just thought he went a little too far um and voice that i think he went a little too far in how he explained what he and xavier had talked about and i thought he should have kept that in-house so really there's nothing else to to say about this story uh you know we'll just move on but i truly do think players are going to hold that against wink martin though yeah and i I mean i kind of agree with you after you really broke it down like that because when people when the press were asking wink about the heated conversation he had with Brian Dable he didn't kind of he didn't allude to anything the bait of the details of that type of conversation so I'm wondering Paul do you feel as though both players and coaches are really feeling it when it comes to these losses are things starting to unravel in your opinion from what you see well um, I, I think unravel is a strong word uh, we um, a couple of us went to Xavier McKinney um, Wednesday after practice um, and I think this is where it gets silly. He just said, I'm not talking the rest of the season. He mm. said, it's it's nothing against you guys. You know, it's all love. It's all love. But I'm not talking the rest of the season. Now, that's just plain silly. You know what I mean? He's a team captain. Um, he doesn't have a contract for next year. I mean, why are you not talking for the rest of the season? Um, were you misquoted? I mean, no one said you were misquoted. Um did the, did the, the defensive coordinator come down, you know, come down hard on you in public? Yeah, you did. But why are you not talking? I mean, talk football. Because and, and he doesn't want to say something that, that – you know why. That's why he's not talking because something's yeah, going to come out. We know how Pat – It, 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 it doesn't it, make it, sense. It doesn't. But it, it just doesn't goes to show sense. you there's, there's something going on in there. You can see it. You can feel it. I'm a former player. I can see it. I can feel it. There is something going on. It may not come out in week 12. It may not come out in the bye week, but it is going to come out at the end of the season. You watch. There is something going on on that side of the ball. It's not on the offensive side of the ball. It's on the defensive here, side of the ball. Here's, here's one thing. When you first said that, I was surprised when I heard you, know, heard you say, look, Wink, I, you know, because you're usually a guy who you're, you're a team guy, and you say when you say something wrong, you got called out, 
you know, you shouldn't do that. And you took the other tack, which is fine. You're a player sticking up for a player. Now, Brian Dable doesn't do that, right? Doesn't do that. And we criticize him or I criticize him sometimes because, come on, Brian, you're not saying anything. Fine. So his philosophy is I protect my players. Okay. Wink did not do that. Right. Wink, I think, made a moderate, moderate story into a bigger story. I thought Wink made it a little too much about himself, you know, a little too much about himself. Thank you. Thank you. I was hurt by this, he said. I was hurt by this. Now, you know, and I went to check with the other players to see, am I not having a communication? Um, You know, Wink wants to be a head coach. Right. And he doesn't need the reputation out there that that my players are turning on me and I'm not listening to them. But also no player backed up Xavier McKinney. No player said, you know what, the communication can't. This was a one off. And, and, and Wink explained it. There's one coverage that, that they had a discussion about. So it, it, he made a, a moderate story into a bigger story. Uh, Xavier should still talk. Maybe uh, Wink should have probably said a little bit and then zipped his lip. Yeah, but one more thing. Xavier McKinney is a fantastic player, and, yeah. and I just don't think that he's being used the right way, and he's obviously a very smart, intelligent young man. But here's the biggest problem with this Wink Martindale comment, and here we are talking about it the second week. Yeah. You can't t- say we have safe rooms and we have these open rooms where we talk about everything on Fridays, whatever the hell day it is, and then in the next breath go out there and publicly execute one of your players. That's what he did. So – don't have a safe room, don't be the victim, and don't put your player on blast. That's all I'm saying. I didn't like it. I don't like it. Um, you know, he's fell down a couple notches on my book, uh, Wig Martindale. And I think on top of that, to add to the fire, you give up 600-plus total yards against the Cowboys. There you go. Now, all eyes are going to be on Wink Martindale and this defense. We've gone from talking about, hey, the defense, the Buffalo game, the, the week after, the first time against the Commanders, they're trending in the right direction. Now it seems like all hell's breaking loose. And when you throw that in with, this is New York. Fans are upset. People are going to look for what's entertaining and what to talk about. I don't. The, the, people can look at this game and be like, "Oh, it's just the four and six Commanders versus the two and eight Giants." No, there's a lot. A lot of people are playing for a lot of stuff, regardless of players Absolutely. and coaches. So now, Tynes, I don't think you're wrong for that. But, uh, to, for people to kind of keep an eye on how the defense comes out and performs, not only performance but how they play for Wink Martindale. Everything's going to be scrutinized uh, this game. And I think another thing for me, one thing that I'm looking at, because there's no reason to getting to X's and O's, Scary Terry versus Tate Banks. We've seen it already. I think one thing I'm looking at, if we're looking at uh, putting Wink Martindale under a microscope, I think it's time for Mike Kafka to kind of be put under a microscope. Because if you look at it, he and Eric Bieniemy are from the same Andy Reid coaching tree. EB was the offense coordinator. Kafka was the quarterback's coach. They both had Patrick Mahomes. Mike Kafka was getting head coaching jobs last year after Daniel Jones only threw 15 touchdowns, and he was the first-time offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy has been passed up time after time again for head coaching jobs. Now he's taking a Sam Howe, who now leads the league in passing, has just as bad of an offensive line as the New York football giants, and he's still putting up points with Sam Howell 
in this Washington Commanders offense. If the Commanders had a better defense, they'd definitely be in the uh, playoff hunt. So I think now a lot of people are kind of, times you kind of got me thinking about the whole week in the defense thing, but is it wrong for me to kind of now look at Mike Kafka and be like, hey, you and DeVito really have to go out there and sling this thing because people want to see how good of a quarterback guru you really are. Am I wrong for that? I mean, a little bit because he's, okay. he's playing with one hand tied behind his back. He has been all season without his left tackle. I mean, if you think about this, Andrew Thomas, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and, and Darren Waller have played something like 48 snaps together this season. That offense was built around those four guys. And I, I include Andrew Thomas in there because I think he's one of the best left tackles in football. So I don't know that you can give Kafka a grade, right? Who he? This team has been injured so much that, like, He's changing and evolving every week, and now he has an undrafted kid in there playing quarterback, Tommy DeVito. We all know the story. Um, he's constantly evolving to figure out what this young man likes, and obviously the players are, are trying to, to develop towards the scheme as well. But I don't think Kafka's in any danger, to be quite honest. I, I really don't. We saw what he could do with a healthy team and a quarterback last year. So um, obviously you can't get beat 48-49-17 every week, but – um, I don't think Kafka's in any danger. I do think Wink is because there's been some just no-shows, right? And no-shows are when the team is not playing for somebody. And so my eyes are going to be squarely on that side of the ball this week. I can diagnose and tell when players are playing with effort or not. So Sunday, I'm going to be watching for that. Hey, hey Paul, I want to ask because you, you say uh, Kafka hasn't had his his pieces Remember, the Raiders, Bo Hardegree is a first-time offensive coordinator being an interim OC. He's 2-0 with Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell's not lighting it up, per se, numbers-wise, but they're still – they beat the Giants and they beat the Jets. I'm not saying Mike Kafka's on a hot seat or anything like that, but now when we talk about we want to evaluate what we have. Jalen Hyatt may not play this week, concussion concussion protocol – but it's time to get Isaiah Hodgins the ball. It's time to get a guy like Wandale Robinson, who is the future, the ball. So I would like to – Would you, Paul, I guess I'm asking, would you like to see more out of Mike Kafka aggressive play calling this week against the commander's team that you hit for five big plays in the passing game the last time you played them? Air, Air DeVito? Air DeVito this week? <laughs> um, you know, you know. You know, I'm talking to a kicker and I'm talking to a wide receiver, right? Now, a wide receiver, look, they don't take the ball, right, and put it in one of those, one of those like, um, you know, uh, jugs guns, right, and just put it in the jugs gun and then catapult it to, to the targets, right? Someone has to get the ball to them. Yep. Um, I think open up the offense, open up a Tommy DeVito offense is really not what you're looking for in the NFL. You know, I, I just don't think now, now did they come out last week and, 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 you know, give you a lot to say, okay, here's, here's the anatomy of an upset. We're going to do some things. No, they didn't. They didn't. Um, You know, I mean, as far as, you know, who's on the hot seat and who's no one's on the hot seat now, but, you know, I thought what Brian Dable said something interesting this week, he said, you have core beliefs, and he mentioned about how you practice, how you prepare, how you meet, how you take care of yourself, how, uh, how you take care of the staff, assistant players with nutrition, sleep habits, everything, okay? Those are things. You know I believe in, he said, I believe in what we do, but certainly when you don't get the results, those can get questions, and mm. I completely understand that. Mm. So everything can get questioned right now, and 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 it's, it's all fair game. That doesn't mean you get rid of everybody, but it's fair to question Mike Kafka. It just is. 
Um, and then you have to look at it. Okay, does he have, you know, was he, did he have one hand tied behind his back? Is he doing the best with, with a bad situation? You know, that's all going to come down, but it is fair. It is fair to talk about Wink, talk about Kafka, talk about Dayball in year two. You know, is he doing the best things here? It, is it fair to, to look at Joe Shane's drafts and the guys he brought in and say, well, he traded for Darren Waller, who's always hurt, and now he's hurt. Yeah, it's fair to mention all these things, and then you have to, you know, put them in the columns and figure it out at the end of the year. I mean, you know, 49-17 to the Cowboys is one thing. You know, you mentioned it a little bit, Brandon. You know, if you go out there against the Commanders and are not competitive, I mean, they are 10-point underdogs against the Commanders. You know, I didn't look mm. up when the last time the Commanders were 10-point favorites in the game. I should look that up. I mean, if they are not competitive against the Commanders, Tommy DeVito or not, that's a problem. That's a problem. So, you know, I mean, it's all fair. I mean, this team is 2-8 and eight and not competitive. It, it, it's all fair. Keep in mind that Montez Sweat and Chase Young won't be there. Yep. Um, yep. I think that's a big deal yep. uh, for some of these tackles. And we'll get into the game. We're going to talk much about the game. But I think what you do is if guys are really, really hurt, like an Andrew Thomas, and some of these guys that could probably sit, you're going to see some players sit the rest of the year thinking about next year. So we'll get some young guys out there. Andrew Thomas is okay. And Andy Tom, Andrew Thomas is okay. And I think Deontay, Bank, Deontay Banks told me he, he should be fine to play. The concussion guys, we don't know. But look, I've seen a lot of these bad end of seasons. And you're right. Guys don't rush back. And and and, and, and we, Nor because, should they, to be honest. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing i'm just saying it, it's yeah. the, it's everyone makes business decisions including teams where they'll say give it another week give it another week yeah. but you know it, then then if the product is really ugly ugly then you know then is there's pressure on everybody yeah and uh, uh you mentioned it no montez sweat no chase young this is the perfect week to evaluate uh devito to evaluate the receivers to evaluate the offensive line you got you got andrew thomas back you should be able to block some things up against a weaker commander's uh defensive line now is the time to get these receivers the ball and because times i'll throw to you next and you can bring up whatever storyline you want i think that whole sterling shepherd darius slayton wasn't between those two i think they were upset with some of the play calling or not being used i used to sit there on the sideline and times watch plaxico burris and kevin gilbride go at it because plax wanted the rock Amani Toomer would come over. They wouldn't be arguing with each other. Toom may come over and be like, all right, yeah, come on, man, let's, let's go on. And if you were to have a camera on that and the Giants, we were losing at that time, it would look like, oh, look at them too. Everything's unraveling right there within your, your very eyes. But if you're right there and you know, that's Plaxico Burris being Plaxico Burris wanting that ball because that dude was a, a beast and an animal put together. So I look at it like now the time, that frustration is going into the receiver room because it's like I want to be evaluated. I want to touch the rock. I may not be here next year. I may be on Isaiah Hodgins. Was he signed a one-year deal this year for like 900K? He may be on the market somewhere next year. I think I got more catches than him this year than he has. You know what I'm saying, Ty? So that all this yeah. can spill over and what looks like, oh, the locker room is divided. No, it's players wanting to do more, wanting opportunity. It's tough, man. Two and eight shows all your warts. It shows yep. all your scars. It shows all your frustrations. They're not a good team. It, and to be honest with you, you know, Tommy DeVito is not going to get them the ball as much as they want. Hell, Daniel Jones wasn't getting anybody the ball as much as they want. They paid him $40 million a year. This is a problem. Um, I couldn't imagine being a receiver. I often find myself late in games thinking about being a receiver, although 
you know, I was not that good, a, good an athlete, but I couldn't imagine running that many routes, like 40 routes, whatever it is. And you get no balls, like not even a target. Um, I don't know how you guys do it. I really don't think people take that into consideration. Think of all that. I always say, like you say, Brandon, it's called getting some cardio. They're getting cardio. The Giants receivers are like a cross-country team. They're just doing short little bursts. They don't get the ball. Um, You know, so these guys are frustrated as hell. I couldn't imagine, hey, go run 78 times, and then I may throw you the football. Could you imagine Oh, and, man. And just so, think, you run that route, the ball's thrown out of bounds, and then you got a DB oh, and you're doing the little seatbelt thing. You yeah, got to hear that. So that gets to you. It does. And and so this is going to continue. You know, I hopefully they can change it up. But if you watch how defenses are playing the Giants, they're just playing them just a little bit of off, man, jumping routes, jumping routes, jumping routes. There's not enough time to do a lot. So unless – until Tommy – and I think Tommy DeVito can against maybe some teams in our weight class. Maybe this is the week where he can – get some shots, but um, yeah, it's a bad deal. So it's just a bad deal. Seven games left. This this is going to be ugly. Paul, we've heard everything from Brian Dable trying to keep this team together, trying to keep that locker room intact. You think we're going to hear from Joe Shane and even Mr. Mara anytime soon? Well, Joe Shane will speak at the bye week. You know, don't forget the Giants haven't had their bye week yet. It's unbelievable, isn't it? You know, I mean, the Giants haven't had their bye week and haven't played the, the Eagles yet. It's like, it seems, you know, it's almost Thanksgiving. Um, but the, uh, so Joe Shane will speak at the bye week. That's his thing. You know what I mean? He doesn't uh, mm. believe in speaking during the season. Three quarters of a season worth of questions will be all filed away. And, you know, Joe Shane is going to be hit with a battery of questions, um, um, you know, and rightly so. That's what, you know, he's going to have to answer it. You know, John Mara is not speaking up anytime soon. You know, I don't believe, um, you know, he's not certainly coming out and giving anyone a, a, um, a vote of confidence right now. You know, even though I don't think the head coach, is you know, or the GM certainly are are going to be fired, but you know, they, it's just not appropriate to give a vote of confidence right now. Um, so um, yeah, but they will speak. You know, you mentioned um, you know one thing I wanted to ask you guys, which which I thought was interesting from the Cowboy game and um, from two guys who were players um, at the end of the game. Right, the Giants got the ball with two minutes to go. Right, Tommy DeVito's in the game. They called three timeouts. The Giants called three timeouts in the last minute. Right getting them down the field, you know, they, they uh, uh, you know, like, you know, playing it like the, the game is on the line, right? And Tommy DeVito finally throws a touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard. Now, you know, some people I know were rolling their eyes and saying, you know, the Cowboys are playing at backups. And it, it, I mean, I, I think that's a sign that, first of all, Dayball's not quitting on the game. And also, I mean, it has to help DeVito into this next game. I mean, uh, Daniel Bellinger caught a 26-yard pass. I mean, did, would you guys look at that and say, just freaking end the game? Or do you think that that was a good thing that they did? I mean, they're playing it like, you know, this is the playoff game here. We're going 75 yards. We're calling timeouts. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, it was interesting to me at the least. What do you guys think of that as former players? I think it was great because if you're a receiver, one, I want my catches. We ain't had, I had a catch in what, since week seven, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I want to stay in the game. Plus, that's the quarterback going forward unless he's just terrible or gets injured. So you got to get your reps. You got to get your timing mm-hmm. down with this guy. So it's one thing doing routes on air and practice. But then now it's another thing. I'm actually getting game reps with a Tommy DeVito. Hey, I'm breaking my out at 8 instead of taking it to 10 on this one because of the blitz. You guys got to get on the same page. So, one, I, I like the way Brian Dable did that. He caught some flack for that, the Cowboy, the first Cowboys game. But now this is a new quarterback. You got to get this guy as many reps and touches as you can. So I'm all for that. Plus, again, like I said, 
a lot of these guys, I don't believe we have a guy over 20 catches on the season. Mm. So any one, two catch, you know, whatever fantasy yep. team you're on, you got them plus what? Well, you know, the best thing points. to do at the end of those games, the best thing to do at the end of those games is just kind of line up and get, you know, maybe a field goal in late. I just mm-hmm. think you should really get the leg working out, you know, get the leg in. Get a nice field goal. Just get the stats padded. But I love that Tommy DeVito got to get some plays. And to hell to, what's his name, Mike McCarthy. Going for it late in the game. Remember that, Giants fans, make notes. He's still pissed off about the 07 and 11 playoffs. The man was up 49 to 10 or something going for it. I felt that as a former player. I'm sure Dable made a note of that. Dable has every right to get his team some reps, especially Tommy DeVito, a young player, get Sterling Shepard out there, who, by the way, Sterling Shepard should see more reps, just my opinion. Yep. The way he gets off the ball and the way he works, um, I would love to see more of him down the stretch, and I know he's an older player. I don't give a damn. I think he's better than some of the guys that play. Yep. So, uh, But, yes, absolutely 100% right. Young man, get him reps. I don't care. Backups in the NFL – they're NFL players. Really quick, fellas, uh, I got a question for you guys, then we'll run through the prop bets. The fact that Mike McCarthy went for it, does that now show you that the Dallas Cowboys do not respect the New York football giants? They look hmm. at them as little brother. Uh, I, I mean, they, they shouldn't respect them. I mean, respect is, I mean, they shouldn't fear them, certainly. They have their number. You know what I mean? They, they, they beat them, you know, they beat them 40 to nothing. And, and it was, it was, uh, uh, 28 nothing at halftime, right? I mean, so there's, you know, they, they, they manhandle them like, um, you know what, uh, Darius Slayton told me before the game, you know, in the NFL, there's no Alabamas against Sam Houston States. <laughs> well, <laughs> this was, this was, Ooh. this was pretty darn close, right? I mean, this, this was it. This was a mismatch. You know, it looked like the Giants were getting paid to go out there and take a loss. You know, that, that's bad <laughs> stuff. But um, look, you know what? Well, they did, they did get paid to go get a loss. Every one of them got some money to get well, a loss. Yes, they get paid. But, I mean, the, the, the Giants franchise wasn't given $2 million bucks by Jerry Jones to come down here because, you know, to, 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 give, us some, uh, to give us some practice before we got to play the real teams, you know. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's you know, you're taking your medicine now. I mean, it's like I said, it's hard for me to believe they haven't played the Eagles yet. You know what I mean? I mean, this could get so much worse. If the Eagles are playing in games that they care about and that they need to win um, – you know, it, it's it's you know it's it's bad. You know, we're talking about you know last last drives. You know, that they, they mean anything in meaningless games? Is important? You know, and looks like I said the Tommy DeVito thing. You know, he, he the Jersey story was kind of like last week's thing. Um, you know, I I don't think Giants fans um, out you know outside of people in the family are really amused by this. You know what I mean? I really don't think they are. It's not a young quarterback. They think they're going to build on for next year. Um, but it's the way it is. You know, Tyrod Taylor might be able to come back after you know, two more games. You know, he, Tyrod said he doesn't think it's it's season ending. Uh, some people say, well, he shouldn't come back. You know, I don't know. I, I think if if he's healthy, he's and he's ready to play. You're gonna he's gonna wear a flak jacket and he's gonna you, come back. I mean, you, well, you have to play him when if Tyrod's healthy, yeah. you have to play him. Yep. Yeah. No questions and, and, asked. When he's well, help- some people say, why? We want Drake May or, or Caleb Williams. Why play? Well, because but the I, players I, in that locker room are going to know that he gives you the best chance to win. Yeah. And if you don't play Tyrod yeah. Taylor, all hell is going to break loose yeah. in that locker room. Yeah. Tommy DeVito is not better than than, than Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't play Tommy, if you don't play Tyrod when he comes back, that's a bad sign for that locker room. Because players want to know, are you putting the best guys on the field? to give us a chance to win. They know who's better. And if they don't play Tyrod, there'll be some real big problems in uh, 
East, East Rutherford. Yeah, you could be down but never show the players that you're out, like you're, you're, that yep. you've checked out on the season. Let's run through these uh, player prop bets, and then we'll get into the final thoughts to close this thing out. We've got Sam Howell passing yards prop over 245 and a half. I'll start with you, Paul, over under. Over. He's leading the league, as you said, in, in um, passing yards. That doesn't mean he's the best quarterback. It means they throw it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, more, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? When you look at the guys on top of the passing yards, there's no Mahomes. Josh Allen is fourth. It's it's Sam Howell, C.J. Stroud, and then Tua. You know, if I told you that uh, before the year, Sam Howell and C.J. Stroud were going to lead the league in passing yards, you would have said, what league? You know, the CFL? Not the NFL. Um, so I say over. Times? Yeah, I'm going to say under. You know, he, he uh, the Giants – Defense did a nice job against him, um, obviously, with the healthy defense. Um, and Dexter Lawrence got people cut and got people losing their jobs on that offensive line. It's going to happen again. Can't imagine the backups are better than the guys that he saw the first time around. So I'm going to say under here. I like, uh, you know, sometimes quarterbacks have trouble with people's defenses, and Wink's defense has obviously given him a lot of trouble. I'm going to go over. He's hit over 245 and a half, seven times out of 10 times he's played this year. Uh, 278 yards passing a game. Dudes, he and Eric Bieniemy, they got something going there. I found this. Uh, this is actually weird. I didn't even make this up. This is actual uh, prop bet. Sam Howell, rushing yards, over 12 and a half times. Hmm. Yeah, he's got a little bit of this guy's a good quarterback. I like watching him play. I mean, he is a good, good player. Twelve and a half. I mean, if I was gambling, man, I would certainly probably take that. Uh, put a little ten spot on it. So yeah, give me give me over twelve and a half for the young gunslinger. Ten to get you twenty, Paul. Ten will get you twenty. I was just in Vegas. Why didn't you guys tell me? I could have given you, you know, you know, I could have done a, a, a projection of Sam Howell's rushing yards. Well, we have apps, time. gambling apps now. We don't have to go to Vegas. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I'm 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 not a, I'm not a betting man. Um, um, I'd say over, over. I mean, he averages five and a half yards. I mean, that's two rushes, right? You know, you know what's going to happen? He's going to have 14 rushing yards, and then they're going to take three kneel downs at the end of the game. Oh. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> that's, that's the that's, better, right? That you know, happens a lot. Yeah. It's, it's 14 oh, the game. It's over. And it's going to be minus one, minus one, minus one. He's going to end with, you know, 11 or 12, and you're going to, you know, you're going to lose your money. That's the way it is. But I'll say over. Uh, I'm going to go over as well. I see Wink going back to that cover zero. He's just going to have to be running around a lot. I see him making some plays with his feet. Uh, here's a guy we didn't talk about or mention the entire show. Saquon Barkley, rushing yards, over under 63 and a half. Paul. Over, over. Tommy DeVito is the quarterback. Over. They want to run the ball. Over. Um, and, look, Saquon doesn't have a contract. Uh, for next year and he is getting you know a lot of wear and tear a lot of, a lot of tread on those tires right and um you know it's tough i mean when he when he looked upset on that fourth and three where they ran him into the center of the line it's like guys give me something a little better than that right but yeah. um the giants offensive line is blocking better um um you know the two guys on the edges are not there the two guys in the middle i think they're going to try to get to the edges so i say saquon goes over he's just going to have a lot of carries i think yeah i'm going to go over as well if you think about it seven games left fellas and we were talking about how guys can be making business decisions later on in the season he may have three games left in as a new york football giant this this particular year so i see him heavy with the carries at least for another three games and then you kind of just see where he's at or where this team is at to close out the season. Ty and Saquon over 63 and a half. 
Yeah, we're, we're agreeing too much here, guys. I'm going to say over. Uh, both those ends are gone. Um, I think, like Paul said, the offensive line for the Giants is much healthier. So, yeah, give me the over here. I'm going to stay with you. Tommy DeVito, completions over 20 yards. Big play, two and a half over under. Man, two and a half for the young, home-living Tommy DeVito NFL quarterback, uh, chicken parm. Uh, yeah, I'll go two. I'll give him a couple. I'll give him, a, I'll give him three. For Tommy DeVito, I think they're there. Uh, yeah, give me a, give me over here for Tommy DeVito. Sadly, I'm gonna go under on this one. They got a short. Let them sl- let them sling it, but I don't. I think they they're going to be or have some conservative calls for them again this game. Paul Lawrence, you know you got to do your homework. See, this is why you're not a reporter. Tommy DeVito never said chicken parm. He said chicken cutlets. Okay, mm, so let's not cutlets, go. Yeah. Let's not go spreading mm. that there was chicken parm. You know, our esteemed Wait. colleague Jake Brown loves chicken parm, so that's why I'm always thinking about chicken parm. And oh, by the way, just can I say this because I know Jake's going to listen to this? Can we never see him eat pasta again on Instagram? That was disgusting. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I agree. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I. Um, uh, as far as DeVito, um, completions of uh, 20 yards, 2.5, I'm going to go under. I just don't, you know, I mean, I'm going to go under. I mean, well, it's, it's you know, let's let's see it. You know, he had, he had um, you know, it's not exactly throwing the ball downfield here. So I'd say under. All right, Paul, Giants defense, sacks, two and a half over under. I say under. They had Ooh. six the first time, right? You know, have you noticed Dexter Lawrence since Leonard Williams is not there? Did you see the video of one play last week? Triple team. Triple team. He got, triple du- triple. He got double, te- double teamed. He split it. And then there was another guy there waiting for him. Okay. And he's he still, I mean, I don't think it goes down as a pressure or a hurry, but he was moving forward, yep. you know, and then Dak Prescott got the ball away. So, you know, A. Sean Robinson is not that kind of pocket pusher that Leonard was. Leonard was a selfless player in that regard. He mentioned that, that Wink, you know, he's doing a lot of the dirty work. And, you know, he's not going to get a lot of the stats. Leonard Williams is not there anymore. So um, um, Dexter had two sacks last game. I don't see that this game. Kayvon had one and a half. Does he play or doesn't he play? So I say under. I'm going to go over on this one. And that that video for Dexter Lawrence, I wouldn't be talking to the press any after that anyway. I did my job. Uh, but I'm going to go over on this one. Hopefully Aziz, if he's playing, I would like Aziz Ojolari to have two sacks on this one. He's got to come out. He's got to put some some stats up on the board for this Giants defense this year. Tynes? I'll go over. You know, six last game. Aziz is back. Aziz, I don't, I don't believe he even played in that game, did he? Um, maybe he did. But, uh, yeah, I think they can get after him. You know, Winkle switch it up a little bit on defense, so give me the over. Last but not least, total game points is at 37, depending on what sports book you're watching. Uh, Paul, go ahead. Go into your final thoughts. I'll go, and then times you'll give us the over-under, and you'll kick us home. It's a low number. <laughs> that is a low <laughs> number, and I'm going under. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I mean, you know, they got to 17 last game, right? It was, just, you know, I think it was 17 their second highest point total. Second highest. Second highest. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, that should be it's a unreal. Total. It was their second. I looked at that and I said, well, that can't be true. I got to go down my list. So I'm going down my list, going down my list. I said, no, I'm not a math major, but I know what 17 is. And a lot of those numbers are under 17. Um, and that was with a last gasp calling timeout touchdown. So um, I'm going to go under because I don't, I don't think the commanders are going to go crazy scoring. But, um, you know, if they get if they get 26, the Giants going to get 10. That's uh, that's 36. It's still under. So um, I'm going to go under. Final thoughts, Paul. 
Um, final thoughts. Did Lawrence get to say under or over with this? Or, uh, I was just going. I was going to leave him with it. I was going to oh, leave him with okay, it. Okay, yep. fine. Uh, final thoughts for me is. Um, um, look, you got to compete against this team. You know what I mean? I don't know if there's another one out there. I really don't. I, I really don't. You know, next week, uh, the Patriots with Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones is, uh, you know, whatever we want to say about him. He's not Tommy DeVito. He's, you know, he's he's a more established quarterback. I'm not ranking on Tommy DeVito here. He's in a situation where nobody thought he would be in, okay? He's doing the best he can. Um, so I just think, you know, getting getting your butts kicked in Dallas is one thing. You cannot go to, to, to FedEx Field. We all know we've been there. It's a dump. We know it. Um, you can't go there and get your butts kicked. You've got to play a competitive game. If you lose by a field goal, you lose by a field goal. So I think that's my thought is that, you know, you know, they got to stop the bleeding even if they don't win the game. I'm going to go over on the total game points. I think that they actually Giants actually put up points. I'm going to say 21 points on this one. I think it's some sort of a shootout. And 21 points is a shootout when it comes to <laughs> the Giants offense putting up points. But if I'm talking to the receivers, if I'm talking to a Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, whether the storm, fellas, you understand what you have at quarterback right now. You have a third stringer. You know you're sitting in these meetings, the install meetings. You know what the game plan is going to be and how a Brian Dable and a Mike Kafka is going to call the game for this quarterback you have to weather the storm but at the end of the day take advantage of your targets route discipline has to be there if the ball is in your vicinity you have to play above the x's and o's you have to go up and get it have fun within each other have fun within the receiver group because sterling Shepard, your energy darius slayton your big playability that is what energizes this football team and Sterling Shepard can make plays as well. So when you're a receiver, you understand you may not get the targets or the amount of targets that you want, but at the end of the day, you got to make them pay with the targets that you get. Put it on your back, as Plaque would say. No going back and forth on the sideline because even though within the group, we know we're not fussing with each other, but those cameras see that, and you're at 2-8, and eight, Everyone has something to say about it, and everyone's going to have a narrative. So make sure everything's clean on that end, on the sideline. But again, like Plaque says, take advantage of your targets. Tynes, uh, over under 37 total game points, and then kick us home. I'm actually going to go over. Um, Mm. This is a game where I think third time for Tommy DeVito playing, a little bit more comfortable. This is not the Dallas Cowboys defense, folks. Um, this is the Washington Commanders defense. Although good, but not, not the Cowboys. I think I think Tommy DeVito is going to make some plays. It's his third time out. He is not some first-round pick. We understand that. But I think they can put a plan together. He is mobile. We saw that. He had some nice runs against the Cowboys. And, and get the ball in, in the playmaker's hand. So I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to take the Giants, believe it or not. Mm. All of you can believe that. 22-16. to 16. Bunch mm. of field goals here. Weird score, but that is over 37. My esteemed colleagues at Troy, mathematicians. Told and me you said it with the 20. Super Bowl jersey on. Yes, I did. Just, you know, feeling nostalgic this morning as I rose from the bed. All right, well, it all goes down Sunday on Fox, 1 p.m. The head, Giants are heading down 95 to play the Commanders at FedEx Field. We want to thank you guys for watching the Blue Rush Preview Show. Head on over to the New York Post Sports and SNY YouTube channels and give us some love by commenting and, of course, subscribing. Hit that subscribe button and stay updated on all things Blue Rush. New episodes drop on Thursday ahead of the game, and the post-game podcast drops on Mondays. It's available on Apple, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. For Paul Schwartz, Lauren Tynes, and our entire production crew, I'm Brandon London. Thank you for watching Blue Rush.